And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Saskatchewan canary seed producers with unpaid deliveries to Iltagrain could face substantial losses. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352 1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, partly cloudy, wind southeast 20, a high today of 31 degrees, the low 15. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness, 60% chance of showers in the afternoon with risk of a thunderstorm, wind southeast 20, gusting to 40, the high 28, the low 13. Thursday, sunny with a high 27, the low 12. Friday, sunny, the high 26, the low 13. Saturday, sunny with a high 31, the low 14. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 22, the low 11. Monday, sunny, the high 24. Normal high is 26 for this date, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 513 this morning, it sets at 857 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek in the southwest at 30 degrees. The cold spot, Melfort, up in the northeast corner at 24 northeast corner of the grain belt on the roundup estevan 26 saskatoon 28 swift current 27 weyburn 26 yorkton is 25 in regina sunny and 26 that's 79 fahrenheit winds are from the south at 31 humidity is 45 percent the barometer dropping 102.1 sunny and moose jaw 27 degrees winds are from the south southeast at 28 once again regina sunny and 26 that's 79 fahrenheit Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best online at mcdougallauction.com. And brought to you by Edge Microactive, the new weapon against weed resistance. Visit gowancanada.com for more information. Some Saskatchewan canary seed producers could lose a lot of money following the creditor protection granted to Ilta Grain earlier this month. The Grain Commission has suspended the licenses of Ilta Grain with facilities at Belle Plaine and Saskatoon. The executive director of the Saskatchewan Canary Seed Development Commission, Kevin Hirsch, says a couple of canary seed producers are owed hundreds of thousands of dollars by Ilta Grain and may never be paid. Producers that delivered canary seed to Ilta in, in the time period uh, as they were about to seek creditor protection, uh, like other producers of grains, have not been paid. Producers of other grains, such as pulses and flax, are, are covered under Canadian Grain Commission licensing and bonding. Canary seed is not, has never been. So the producers unpaid by Ilta do not have that protection. Now, we've asked Delta and we've asked the Canadian Grain Commission how many canary seed producers, how much is owing to canary seed producers, and we haven't received any any answers. I, I have my theories, but we have heard directly from some unpaid producers, and in a couple of those cases, it's literally hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, that, that, that is owed that is, is unlikely to ever be recouped, and that's, that's a big hit for any farm. Why do you say unlikely to be recouped? You never know how these things all play out. They are still technically a creditor of Ilta Grain, but they are an unsecured creditor. And there's a whole bunch of other people in line that would need to be paid first. So it's not fair for me to assume that there won't be enough money to be 
spread around, but I would speculate that that is indeed the case and that grain producers will not be paid by, by ILTA grain. Only those grain producers, uh, unpaid grain producers covered by CGC licensing and bonding are likely to be paid. And you said there was, what, some serious losses? How much again? In two of the cases, uh, the producers that called me are were owed in excess of $100,000. One seemed to be, uh, didn't give an exact number, but I suspect it was more than $200,000 uh, that was, was unpaid. The deliveries uh, just fell into the time when uh, ILTA was going into creditor protection. So will growers be seeking some changes? Will canary seed growers hope to see some changes to the licensing and bonding requirements for canary seed handlers? The Canary Seed Development Commission is restarting the discussions. This has been discussed uh, with canary seed producers through the commission a couple of times in the past. We even had a chief commissioner of the Canadian Grain Commission come and present. There was, there's never been a strong push. There's never been a lot of the directors were never left with the opinion that that was the majority position that producers wanted licensing and bonding protection. And you might say, well, why not? Well, for one thing, it, it costs companies some money to put up this bond. And the thought was, as soon as you ask a company to do that, it will be reflected in, in lower bids. There's also a belief that we're, we're operating just fine. We don't need grading. We don't need the Canadian Grain Commission involved. And there was a fear that getting the Canadian Grain Commission involved could have ramifications that you, that you don't want. And then, then there's also the argument that even if you're licensed and bonded, it doesn't guarantee you're going to get 100% of your money back. Sometimes the bond is not adequate. There was never a firm consensus developed by producers. The board never had a direction that they should proceed. Something else we should point out is that at various times, there's been discussions and proposals for revamping producer payment protection and, and turning it into some sort of a, an insurance protection rather than licensing and bonding. And so that was on the table and we thought the whole system might be changed at some point anyway. So with all of those situations, the Canadian Grain Commission has never been formally asked for licensing and bonding for canary seed. We hope to hear from producers as to what their wishes are, and we're going to bring it up at the, the annual meeting in January with a resolution saying that the, the commission would go forward and ask for licensing and bonding. And and it's not that the, the directors are taking a position, it's just that they think that by putting the resolution out there, it, it forces a vote, and then from that, we'll hopefully get some, some direction on how to proceed. Kevin Hirsch is the Executive Director of the Canary Seed Development Commission of Saskatchewan. The first grain train in almost four years has been unloaded at the northern Manitoba port of Churchill. The president of the Hudson Bay Route Association, Eldon Boone of Verdon, Manitoba, says a modest grain export program has been set for the port this year. There are reports 25 grain cars were recently unloaded at the port. Boone says work is continuing on rebuilding the rail line after it was washed out several years ago. It's still nice to see uh, some grain. Um, you know, that's going to be, you know, for the Arctic Gateway group, that's probably where they're going to generate revenue this in, in the near term, for sure, because the facilities are already there. So, And I, long term, uh, they've, they've probably got some major plans that, uh, you know, we can't really expose this time, so we don't know, but there'll be some import-export business take place in the future. So, But the grain side of it, yes, that's... Uh, 
pretty exciting news to know that uh, that's happening again. The Hudson Bay Route Association promotes use of the Port of Churchill. Severe flooding in the spring of 2017 caused 29 washouts and knocked out service. The port and rail line was sold to a consortium last August, which includes AGT Foods of Regina, Fairfax Financial Holdings, and Northern Manitoba First Nations. The federal government is providing $117 million over 10 years to support the reopening of the rail line. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Cattle producers in Saskatchewan are applauding the federal livestock tax deferral for sales due to drought this year. The livestock tax deferral map covers the southern two-thirds to three-quarters of the grain belt. The manager of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers, Chad McPherson, welcomes the early announcement for the tax deferral. In the past, this announcement usually takes a while for it to come out, but it's uh, probably the most welcoming part of the announcement is that it's come out in a timely fashion that will allow livestock producers to make uh, business decisions, whether to market animals or to buy feed, and just allows them to make those decisions in a timely fashion. It's a pretty wide area, a lot of the southern two-thirds of the grain belt. Based on my initial review of the map, it appears to be the majority of the, the grain belt. It estimates it's probably 75% of the arms in the province are included in denouncement. And do you see this is uh, really helpful for producers in a drought year? It's a small step. It doesn't. All it allows producers is to, to market animals and then buy back in and so not be penalized for the additional income or revenue that they generate from selling animals due to the drought. And then once the, the drought corrects itself, the producers can buy back in. It's a small step to helping producers... Uh, in these uh, disaster situations. Now, on another topic, the Weather Network put out a, uh, a tweet suggesting that it would be uh, helpful to help save the planet if you cut back on beef consumption. Y are you disappointed with this? I guess it was surprising to see it come from the Weather ne Network just because it generally doesn't, I, I don't think people associate them with it as, as being a news agency. Unfortunately, this is becoming an all-too-common occurrence for the livestock industry that we were continuously having to defend our environmental footprint of beef production. I think it's very challenging when people use international and global statistics and chastise our, our production practices here. Uh, I think we have a really good story to tell, and we're proud to talk to consumers and tell them about our practices and beef production here in Canada. you see it as inaccurate? I don't think it's an accurate reflection of Canadian livestock production, just with as being pulled with the international stats. It doesn't reflect how things are done here. Livestock production has a great story to tell. Uh, for the last few years, we've been working on uh, special grassland conservation projects with species at risk across Saskatchewan. And we take marginal land that produces grass that would not otherwise be utilized for food production and create a nutrient-dense, nutritious product. And I think that's a great story to tell. A lot of people say that the land could be used for other things, but it's marginal rangeland and couldn't be used for anything else. So I think there's a lot of environmental benefits and benefits to society through uh, grassland conservation and protection of species at risk, things like that. Chad McPherson is the manager of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Cross-border farm trade is among the issues to be discussed at the Pacific Northwest Economic Region meeting in Saskatoon this week. The CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Ryder Lee, is part of a panel discussion today.
Well, I'm on a panel talking about the border and and really, you know, trying to make that better. And and a lot of the conversation is going to be about, you know, uncertainty and, you know, whether it's uh, the the steel tariffs, the 232 tariffs that they talked about and those going away, you know, what we've got with China with with beef and and pork certificates and, and this whole Huawei thing. There's a lot of uncertainty there that it would be great if that went away. But there's some things that we can work on specifically, like, you know, shipping feeders to the U.S., you need a separate set of paperwork for every load, even if you're sending five loads down. And that's just extra administration. So there's things that we can work on and and just make smoother. So a little bit of that, too, but also that big part that is uncertainty. And if lawmakers can get back to looking to free trade, rules-based trade, that would be great for businesses and their planning. The Pacific Northwest Economic Region includes five U.S. states and five Canadian provinces and territories, including Saskatchewan. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola gained 50 cents at $403.42. Oats rose 35 cents at 172.51. Number one red spring wheat went down 37 cents at 218.93. The rest were unchanged. Durham 239.51. Feed barley 187.63. Flax 472.42. Yellow peas, 233.54. Feed wheat, 196.98. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September spring wheat is down two and a quarter cents at 5.27 a bushel. Back. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-4180 or Weyburn, 842-4574. And the Livestock Quotes also brought to you by the Foam Lake Recreation Combine Lotto. Call one 453 for your ticket. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 23rd. It was Assiniboia's turn last week. The market has been steady throughout the summer. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.83. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.73. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.30 cents to $0.45. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.25. There weren't enough feeders in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,900 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 170 to 179 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,800 head, selling in a range of 172 to 188 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up sharply and forward contract prices are trading higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 18 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3103. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.02 cents U.S. U.S. cash market surged higher in yesterday's trade, with the National Region reporting gains of close to $4 U.S. 100 weight. While U.S. packers were obviously aggressive in securing supplies for yesterday's slaughter, they shrunk their already tight margins even further as the pork cutout gained approximately half the value of the live hog. Lean hog futures continue to rally, and producers should use the recent higher futures trend that corresponds with the cash market gains as an opportunity to mitigate price risk in 2020. Setting targets for 20% of production in the first half of 2020 is prudent, at price levels 6 to $8 per CKG higher than current forward prices.
And the outlook today, partly cloudy, wind southeast 20, the high 31, the low 15. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness, 60%, chance of showers in the afternoon, risk of a thunderstorm, wind southeast 20, gusting to 40, and a high of 28, the low 13. In Regina, sunny and 26, that's 79 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.